I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing when it comes to pastoring as a young man is, um, is keeping that walk with God what it ought to be, you know, and, and kind of tailing all this in. There's strengths, there's weaknesses to being young, um, but regardless of age, that walk with God has to be close. And we never arrive to a point where we can say, my walk with God is what it should be, and I could just keep it where it's at. We've got to always be growing in that walk. Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Pastor Kevin Swarga. Uh, Pastor Swarga uh, grew up in a preacher's home. Uh, his dad pastored in a church in Lamont, Illinois, and then uh, came on staff at Northwest Bible Baptist Church. And uh, Brother Kevin and I have known each other growing up down through the years. And then he graduated from Providence Baptist College in 2010, That's right. uh, where he met his wife, and then went off into the ministry and served as an assistant pastor at Bible Baptist Church in Terra Haute, Indiana and then mm-hmm. became the pastor and has been pastoring there for seven and a half years. Did I get mm-hmm. all of that right? You got all that right. Awesome. Perfect. So <laughs> what we're going to talk about today, and obviously there's so many topics that we could cover, especially, um, you know, with the pastor, with a, you know, with a church that has a Christian school, other ministries, the challenges is, uh, of pastoring where you are. But I want to talk about just the young man being the senior pastor. Uh, it's kind of Opposites, right? Right. Senior pastor, you think, man, experience. He's the senior pastor. Uh, But you were the young man as a senior pastor at 26 years old. That's right. Taking the pastorate. Um, And it did help, I imagine, to have been the assistant there for those three years. But I want to talk a little bit about um, some of the challenges uh, that go with being a young man going into a pastorate. And sure. if you could start with just how the Lord led you to that ministry in the first place. Sure, sure. So I graduated college in uh, May of 2010. Uh, my wife and I went back to school that fall, uh, me for my master's, and she was finishing up some teaching. Mm-hmm. I got a call one day while we were in school in the fall, uh, right around uh, right around Old Pass conference time, a pastor uh, down in Terre Haute that was looking for an assistant uh, youth pastor. Okay. And so we went down there, prayed about the position, and uh, the Lord laid on our heart that that was where he wanted us. And so we moved down there in 2011, January of 2011, mm-hmm. and the Lord really knit our hearts with the people there. And, uh, of course, I was content just to be a youth pastor um, if God wanted till you know the end of our life, whatever God wanted. Mm-hmm. wasn't looking for a, another opportunity. I wasn't viewing that as a stepping stone. Uh, I was happy to serve wherever God would have. Uh, but three and a half years into it, uh, the pastor that we were serving under uh, felt God's leading uh, to a different ministry. And the church asked if I would consider uh, being the senior pastor at that time, 26 years old. And so it was young and definitely had some fears and worries going into that. Um, I wanted to know that it was God's will mm-hmm. and not take something because a church asked or it's an opportunity or somebody thought it was a good idea. And so one of the first things, of course, that we did was pray and consider that. But then we sought counsel by Brother Gomez, my preacher growing up, uh, by my father, who was one of my spiritual counselors, a couple others, and sought their guidance in the situation. And through prayer and counsel and then the Word of God, 
Mm-hmm. And it was actually through a message and a particular passage that God laid on my heart. This is what I have for you. And so we took that step forward and um, accepted uh, that position. The church voted unanimously. And uh, at, so from then, I, I believe it was March of that year, the last Sunday in March of 2014, and became pastor. Uh, so it was exciting. And I think one of the great things of becoming a pastor at a, a young age is, is uh, the youth. You mm-hmm. have some energy. You have excitement about you. We were thrilled. I mean, we wanted to get things done and uh, see see ministry started, see a church grow. And so you get, have a little bit of that new excitement, and the people are excited by youth. Uh, but that's also one of the greatest, I, I believe, um, uh, challenges is youth. Because you're pastoring not just teenagers, yeah. young parents. We were young parents at the time, and so you kind of deal with what they deal with. But then older parents, the senior saints in the church, and sometimes you're looked at as a young person. What what kind of experience do they have to bring to the table? Sure. Uh, what what can they offer me? They're young. What do they know about life? Mm-hmm. And so that's a real challenge. And I think one of the greatest fears I had, just being uh, transparent, was God. I got to feed these people every week. And of course, God is the one that does the feeding. But you're going to do it through me. And I certainly want to bring the goods to the table Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I don't want these people to starve spiritually. Sure. I realized real quick that that walk with God has to be deep. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, counselors told me that as well. But learn quickly, you've got to have that walk with God solid. And you've got to protect that time, guard that time, so your people could be fed. And so you can seek the wisdom that's needed and making the decisions, trying to counsel and guide the people God has put under you. So, you know, you t- the Bible verse talks about let no man despise thy youth. Absolutely. And that's the principle you're talking about here, uh, where, you know, who are you, young whippersnapper? You know, right, right. <laughs> you know, you may know the Bible, but you don't know life because right. you haven't experienced it up, you know, Absolutely. as far as I've experienced it. But I guess a response to that is if you do know the Word of God, you do know life. You right. have the answers to life's questions and all the different situations that may come up, although you've never, although you can't truly put yourself in their situation and say, I've been there. Right. You can at least empathize and point them to someone who has been there, Jesus Christ. Right. And praise the Lord for somebody that has experience and can give experience. The truth of the matter is no church will ever have a pastor that has walked every road of experience. True. You're not going to have, there, there are just too many things to experience in life. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. The Bible has the answers. And if you can find somebody that knows a book, well, then they can, they can point you in the right direction. And God can give that perception that they need uh, to steer the people in the right direction. One other benefit, I think, or another avenue of benefit for you could be, um, you know, older preachers. Uh, who have walked that road, who have dealt with situations with church members who have maybe have gone through something similar. Uh, Can you speak to the benefit of having older preacher friends and how are you able to get in contact with them? Is it phone calls? Do you have them come in and preach for you at your church and then you kind of tap into their knowledge? What do you do? Absolutely, and and great thing to bring up. Um, My dad, who pastored for 12 years while I was growing up, he made this statement to me, make sure you have the old preachers in. And, um, and that was wise counsel, good counsel mm-hmm. for me. And so we would have men in like Dr. Bob Smith, 
Um, we've had, of course, Brother Gomez in a number of times um, and, and a number of others where wanted to get those men in because they had wisdom, they had experience to feed our people. Uh, but not only that, be able to sit down with them over dinner and talk to them and receive some of the wisdom that they have mm-hmm. personally. Uh, it's wonderful to be able to call up some preachers and say, hey, I'm dealing with this in the church or a church family is going through this struggle. What can I say to be a help? How can I deal with this better? A number of times I've called Brother Gomez. I've called my dad. I've called area pastors that we have by us. How do I deal with this? Have you dealt with this before? And I think a younger person, a younger pastor really needs to seek that wisdom. The Bible says in a multitude of counselors there is safety. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of times as young men, we know the Word of God, but we don't know everything. That goes back to experience. Sure. We know the Word of God, but there is an aspect of experience, and we ought to tap into the experience of the older men of God mm-hmm. and be willing to say, I, I think I know the answer, but let me give a phone call. Let me see what he says. And he might tell you what you already know. He might tell you a perspective that you haven't thought about before. So I'm thankful to have that access to some men. Um, some of the preacher friends that I've had since taking the church have been a real encouragement, especially that first year. Um, that first year of pastoring, there was just there was a number of men that were a real encouragement to say, hey, that's awesome that you're pastoring. What a great thing. And they were just encouraging about the ministry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a wonderful thing to pastor, to be in the ministry. They didn't tell me how awful things were going to be or the difficulties that were going to come. I was going to learn that in time. Yeah. I, I guess if, if any older preachers are watching or listening, my encouragement would be don't <laughs> don't don't rain on the new pastor. Um, let them figure out those things in that that time. Pray for them and encourage them, mm-hmm. and uh, let them know what a wonderful thing it is to be able to be in that special place of pastoring a church. And that was really encouraging, really really necessary for me that first year. I always thought of wisdom and counselors um, as like a well. They've mm-hmm. got wisdom. The wisdom is down in there. Right. But you've got to lower your bucket. You've got to take the initiative. Absolutely. And be the one to ask. You know, because an older preacher, they're, with, they're wise. They see a young man struggling, and it's not my church. Right. I don't feel the liberty to say something. I could help him right. if he would just ask me, and he, they're right. just simply waiting. You've got to pick up a phone call or a, a phone and make a phone call. Or, or even, and I, I make it a habit of doing this, when I have an older preacher in, and, and I mention that, I'd like to have the older preachers in, and I'll ask them. Is there anything that you see that I'm doing or in our church that you would adjust or you would change or you see would be a danger or or you would say, keep on doing? Because I want to know from him what he thinks. And sometimes we we are hesitant to ask those questions. (laughs) We We don't don't want to know. We don't want to know. Please, (laughs) please lie to me. (laughs) But it's been helpful. It's been helpful. Sometimes encouraging. Some other times, you know what, he's right, and I do got to work on this or that. Well, could you give us a, for instance, maybe there were some things that, well, I never saw it that way. And you asked a preacher that open-ended question, is there anything that you would improve, do differently? Sure. What, sure. What was there, there's been some things, um, not in the regards of wrong music, but in the regards of uh, presenting music and, you know, specials. And, hey, this would be a help if you would adjust this a little bit or change how you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And so it would go smoother. I think it would be more of a blessing for your people. And areas like that, just functioning, um, the order of the service and things of that nature where it was a help. Um, 
And, and that's when I've asked that question. Yeah. I, I've received a whole lot more help just one-on-one counseling with dealing with with uh, specifics of ministry and people and families, mm-hmm. uh, just multi- multitudes of counsel uh, in that area. Well, tell us a little bit about your ministry. Uh, you're in Terre Haute, Indiana. Yes, um, how, it's a college town, I believe. Um, and then your your ministry, um, you know, you have what kind of you have a Christian school, I believe. What other ministries do you have? Sure. And we'll talk a little bit about the leadership that you have to have to operate in sure. this field. Sure. So, Bible Baptist Church, our church has been there for 58 years now. We're celebrating 58 wow. years this year. So, it's been there a long time in the community. Uh, it's had a Christian school for a long time, uh, it's a, a preschool through uh, 12th grade. Uh, there's a RU ministry that we started up a few years ago. Mm-hmm. We run a bus ministry. Uh, we, of course, have a youth ministry there, a teen department, Sunday school. Uh, so a lot of different things going on. It keeps us busy for sure. Yeah, no kidding. And you, you can't run it all. You have to rely on volunteers. You have to be willing to have people in the church um, that you place in a position that maybe you think you could run better, mm-hmm. but you can't run it all, and you're going to be limited in your ministry if you try to run it all. Yeah. You've got to be willing to hand off some of those babies for other people to continue to grow them. Sometimes they're growing past what you could ever do anyways. And sometimes it's not always what you want it to be, but um, but it helps them to grow in the process as well. Yeah. And so um, just training up, taking time to train up uh, those that can lead and discipling converts so they can get to a place to where they can lead some of those ministries mm-hmm. and you can continue to grow. Uh, you can only grow as much as you have people to be able to serve in those areas. Sure. So, you, you know, as... As a pastor, you're not only you know pastoring a church, but you're a boss. Right. You, you with a Christian school, there's there's people you have to hire, people you you have the ministry has to pay. And what are some attributes in um in staff that you're looking for? And you're you're talking about I'm maybe they're not everything you want them to be at sure. that moment, but sure. What is the raw material you're looking for? When I first became pastor, I asked that question to Dr. Bob Smith. He was preaching for us for a missions conference. And he made two statements. He said, um, he said, one, he said, you want to look for hard work. And then secondly, somebody that's teachable. And my mindset as a young pastor was get somebody with a lot of talent, a lot of ability that can cover a lot of places. And uh, learn real quick, he was right. He's right. Yeah. You know, if you can find somebody that knows how to work hard and they have a teachable heart, they're willing to listen and say, okay, I'm going to do what he says. Gifts and talents and abilities God can give, God can take away. Uh, but if you find somebody that has character and hard work, it's hard to teach that when they're already that age going into ministry. If they don't have it, it's going to be hard to get that out of them. Uh, but if they'll have character, hard work about them, and they'll have a teachable spirit about them, that's what, you look for. That's what I look for now and when I'm looking for staff. Because if you can teach them, then you can train them. Absolutely. So... One other thing before we go, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what you're working on now. You're working on some kind of a building project, I think, there at the church. Talk to me about a young man. um, Obviously, you're seven years into this now, uh, but still relatively young in the pastorate. And what are some challenges when it comes to motivating people, um, you know, having a vision for what the ministry can be in the future, building projects and trying to make it, you know, Make it so that people can give. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, helping them to see what you see, I think, is uh, the biggest thing. You have a vision in your mind of what God wants to accomplish and what God has laid on your heart. 
Mm-hmm. And so trying to get that vision into them. And I don't know that they'll ever see it exactly like you see it, sure. uh, but trying to put visuals out there, uh, trying to get them to pray mm-hmm. and seek God's face on what aspect that they can be a part of. Um, we, we had a vision unlimited program at our church that uh, helped to uh, raise the funds. But I think more importantly than raising funds for the building project, it raised their faith. Yeah. And they saw what God can do when they stepped out by faith, not just in the financial, but then that carries over to their Christian life. Yeah. And I, this building project that we're into right now, I think it's been amazing to see how the level of faith of our people have grown as they've trusted God in stepping out financially, but then in other areas. Hey, you know what? When I step out, I see God work. Mm-hmm. And that's true for ministry. That's true for my family. That's true for every area of life. And it's been great for our church, um, not, not just financially, hey, we have Vision Unlimited and people are giving towards this building program and we're going to have an addition and that's going to be great, um, but seeing people grow spiritually from it and yeah. give testimony of how God's working in their life. Because building a church is more, bu- more than building a building, it's it, it, building it, the people. It, it really, it, it's not building a building at all. You know, it's, it's, yes, you've got a building there, but it's the people. Yeah. It's the people in it. And... Um, if the people are growing, that's that's what you want. That's what you want. That's awesome. I, I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing when it comes to pastoring as a young man is um, is keeping that walk with God, what it ought to be. You know, and, and kind of tailing all this in. There's strengths, there's weaknesses to being young, um, but regardless of age, that walk with God has to be close. And we never arrive to a point where we can say, "My walk with God." is what it should be, and I could just keep it where it's at. We've got to always be growing in that walk. You can't coast. You can't coast. Yeah. And um, I've, I've been pastor for seven and a half years now, and it, it goes like that. I know that's not a long time, um, but I'm still growing in that area. This mm-hmm. past year I can look back and see where God's still trying to teach me in that, that area of my walk, my Bible reading, my prayer life, my Bible memorization and meditation. Mm-hmm. We, we, can't, we can't get lax on that keep it a priority. Amen. And that's so essential. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. And uh, you can check out our other podcast episodes on our YouTube channel, also on the audio-only platforms where we are available. And so make sure that you like, that you comment, and you subscribe. uh, And we will appreciate it. And we'll catch you on the next episode.